The Alta Scientist, a scientific journal by Alta Sciences, a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Issue 25. In this issue, we explore flexibility in Phase 1 study timing. Section 1. Introduction. The structure of an early phase drug development pathway is not set in stone. In fact, certain studies that are generally considered Phase 1 do not have to be conducted before Phase 2 commences. Conversely, some studies that are typically done in Phase 2 can be advanced into a Phase 1 combined protocol to have access to key data earlier in the program. Early Phase 1 studies have become increasingly complex in order to gather comprehensive data related to safety and drug pharmacology. Having early access to trial results and data helps inform decisions later in the development journey, can support funding opportunities, and helps solidify the overall plan around sound data. Partnering with a CRO team that has the knowledge and experience to design each program according to the sponsor's needs, considering flexibility to perform specific analyses early, in Phase 1, or later, Phase 2 and beyond, is ideal. Experts will incorporate and analyze early signals that point to specialized analyses being included or waived, and the development pathway is structured to maximize efficient timelines and budget. Section 2. Timing of Early and Clinical Pharmacology Studies Phase 1 clinical pharmacology studies of an investigational drug are designed mainly to do two things. One, investigate safety and tolerability at a range of doses and, if possible, identify the maximum tolerated dose. And, two, characterize the pharmacokinetics, also known as PK, and pharmacodynamics, also referred to as PD. Therapeutic exploratory studies are required milestones, while clinical pharmacology studies include both mandatory and conditional studies. Conditional studies need only be conducted where specific safety data must be acquired for regulatory approval. These studies can sometimes be scheduled at different stages of the program, depending on the specifics of the investigational product. In some cases, such studies can be waived with supporting data. What follows are some of the most common early phase study requirements for regulatory filing. The following human pharmacology studies are required in phase one. Healthy normal SAD MAD studies, healthy normal food effect studies, ethnobridging studies. Patient SADMAD studies in therapeutic exploratory research are required in Phase 1b. Drug-drug interaction studies in human pharmacology research can be done in Phase 1 or 2. Cardiac assessment studies in human pharmacology can be done as part of thorough QT in Phase 2 or 3. But, if conducted as part of early QT in Phase 1, it can lead to waivers in later phases. Human abuse potential studies in human pharmacology may be required for certain central nervous system, or CNS, programs in Phase 1 or later, and are likely needed for end of Phase 2. Renal hepatic impairment studies may be required, where target patient population is likely to be renally or hepatically impaired in Phase 1, 2, or 3. Special population studies may be required, where target indications are part of a special population, such as elderly or pediatric in Phase 2 or 3. And, finally, here is a list of early phase studies required in Phase 2. Absorption, distribution, metabolism, and excretion studies, also known as ADME studies. Dose-response studies, proof-of-concept studies.
Section 3. Development Program Optimization There are a number of strategies that may be implemented to accelerate a drug development program and or to potentially waive certain later phase studies, such as TQT or special population trials. A Phase 1 combined protocol, as its name suggests, involves planning for and conducting multiple analyses or including additional cohorts during a single Phase 1 study. For example, if there is a need to assess food effect for a small molecule, this can be incorporated into the first inhuman or SADMAT study conduct. A patient or special population cohort can be included to gain a deeper understanding of PKPD, or early proof of concept in those groups, at the outset of clinical study. Having this data early allows for more informed go-no-go decisions in the program. Cardiac assessments can also be advanced by adding early QT assessment in Phase 1. Favorable results could be used to support a waiver of a thorough QT study later in development, saving both time and cost. Because certain molecules exhibit significant differences in metabolism in Asian populations, a drug that is destined for development in the Asian market could be accelerated by the inclusion of an Asian ethnobridging cohort. A study in Asian subjects at Phase 1 provides important data for a comprehensive and robust regulatory submission. Developing a combined protocol with its different assessments requires flexible protocol language, clearly defined assessments, and a deep knowledge of the molecule and applicable regulatory guidance. The goal of a combined protocol is to have early access to data, with the intention of eliminating certain clinical pharmacology studies and reducing requests for additional information and or to obtain waivers for certain analyses that usually occur later in the program. Such protocols should be developed with the support of experts who have insight on the regulatory environment, as well as a broad understanding of the scientific and clinical considerations that have a measurable impact on the success of a drug development program. Including a cohort for special populations that are likely to be treated with the investigational drug is another way to strengthen the data collected in Phase 1 and optimize the submission package. Typically, this additional cohort would be studied after the conduct of the SAD and MAD cohorts in healthy normal participants. Special populations can include elderly people, pediatric patients, or individuals with a concomitant chronic disease or medication regimen, for example, diabetes, hypertension, or depression. Decisions regarding acceleration of study timing are frequently influenced by resource availability. Sponsors with several medications in development may opt to balance timelines between those drugs in order to maximize revenue streams and use funds from approved drugs to fund new discoveries. When preclinical and early clinical signals do not strongly point to the need for supplemental analysis, sponsors may also choose to wait until later in development to complete those assessments. In such a situation, it can be prudent to wait for the regulatory authorities to specify precisely which additional data is necessary before dedicating resources to specialized assessments. Resource allocation may also vary depending on whether the same sponsor intends to complete the drug development all the way through to commercialization. Sponsors who intend to sell or license the drug prior to authorization may choose to delay certain trials, allowing the licensee to determine the trajectory and timing of the program. Section 4. Scenarios 
Top-tier drug development partners will take the unique needs of each sponsor and project into account when designing a program. No two programs will be conducted in exactly the same manner or on the same timeline. In the following scenarios, we demonstrate how a program for the same molecule can be conducted in two different ways. These scenarios are for demonstration purposes only. More options are possible. The molecules and parameters are fictitious, while the potential program designs are real, assuming there are no special demands from the regulatory bodies and no unequivocal signals from preclinical data that would demand specific timing. In Scenario 1, the sponsor is a virtual biotech. The class of drug is a small molecule, and the indication is a novel analgesic. The budget is limited, so resources will be released at milestones. If preclinical research or existing data signals evidence of abuse-related adverse events, then the regulatory agency will require you to do additional abuse potential testing. Additional testing is mandatory if signals are present or if mechanism of action is related to drugs with known abuse potential. At the time of considering whether to add assessments for physical dependence, data may still be unknown. Preclinical or clinical data may demonstrate a likelihood of physical dependence. Even if this signal is unknown, you will be required to do additional testing by the regulatory agency. Evaluation may be required if the investigational drug is administered chronically. Regardless of the strength of signals for cognitive effects, the regulatory agency will require additional cognitive effect studies. Abuse potential, physical dependence, and cognitive effect analyses cannot be waived for CNS active drugs, even if the preclinical signals are weak and other evidence indicates low potential or impact. Additional drug-drug interaction, drug-alcohol interaction, and renal-hepatic impact studies are recommended under certain conditions, even when the signals are weak, inconclusive, or strong. The drug described in Scenario 1 can be developed for market in a number of ways. Here, we will explore two options and the associated assumptions. For the initial discovery sponsor to complete the development program through to market authorization, a typical non-accelerated drug development program structure for Scenario 1 could be used. Studies such as ADME, Bioavailability Bioequivalence, TQT, Human Abuse Potential, or Drug-Drug Interaction have flexible timing and have been scheduled here as a typical routine development program. Here is an example of such a non-accelerated drug development program for Scenario 1. Patient and healthy normal SADMAT studies are scheduled for Phase 1. In Phase 2, proof of concept and dose response will take place. Although drug-drug interaction, ADME studies, human abuse liability, or human abuse potential studies and driving studies are flexible in timing, you can conduct these studies in Phase 2 Research to determine first-degree efficacy is conducted in Phase 3. In this approach, bioavailability bioequivalent studies, TQT studies, and renal hepatic studies are scheduled in Phase 3, despite their flexibility. Testing to determine second-degree efficacy as well as post-marketing commitments are planned for Phase 4. In an alternate drug development program structure for Scenario 1, the initial sponsor has combined certain key studies in Phase 1 in order to license the drug after proof of concept. The flexible studies have been scheduled earlier, 
to maximize available data in support of licensing efforts for this fictitious novel analgesic. What follows is an example of an alternate, accelerated drug development program for Scenario 1. In Phase 1, healthy normal SAT-MAT studies will be conducted. In this approach, food effect, drug-drug interaction, and patient cohort studies, as well as EPQT, special population, and early cognitive assessments have been scheduled, all of which can be scheduled in later phases, but have been scheduled earlier here to obtain this critical data earlier in the program. Proof of concept and dose response are conducted in phase two. In the alternate drug development program, ADME studies have been planned for phase two, although this is flexible. In phase three, the program includes testing for first-degree efficacy. In this approach, bioavailability bioequivalent studies, renal hepatic studies, driving, and human abuse liability or human abuse potential studies have been scheduled for phase three, but these are also considered flexible. In the alternate drug development program, testing for second-degree efficacy and PK special populations have been slated for phase four although the latter can be scheduled differently according to your needs. In Scenario 2, the sponsor is a large-scale pharmaceutical company. The class of drug is a small molecule whose indication is cardiology pulmonary, specifically pulmonary arterial hypertension. In terms of resource allocation, their budget is flexible and available as required. Even if preclinical or existing data signals that abuse potential is weak, the regulatory agency will require you to do additional abuse potential testing. This is also true if the signals are inconclusive. If physical dependence signals are weak, inconclusive, or strong, regulatory authorities will require testing. Abuse potential and physical dependence analyses cannot be waived for CNS active drugs. Even if the preclinical signals are weak and other evidence indicates low potential or impact. Additional drug-drug interaction, drug-alcohol interaction, and renal-hepatic impact studies are recommended under certain conditions, regardless of the strength of the signals. In a typical non-accelerated drug development program structure for Scenario 2, no specialized assessment scheduled. Here is an example of a typical non-accelerated drug development program structure for Scenario 2. Phase 1 of this program structure will consist of patient and healthy normal SAD-MAD studies. Phase 2 will consist of proof of concept and dose response, but food effect, drug-drug interaction, and ADME studies have also been scheduled, although these may be planned for other phases, depending on your needs. First-degree efficacy testing will continue to occur in Phase 3. In this approach, bioavailability bioequivalence, TQT, and renal hepatic studies have also been scheduled in phase three, although the timing of these is considered flexible. Second-degree efficacy testing, as well as post-marketing commitments, will take place in phase four. In an alternate drug development program structure for scenario two, food effect has been included in a combined protocol in phase one. QT assessment has been advanced in hopes of obtaining a waiver for later phase cardiac assessments. What follows is the full breakdown of the suggested structure. In Phase 1, SAD-MAD and food effect studies have been scheduled, although the latter can be scheduled differently according to your needs. In addition, the following specialized assessments, 
all of which are also flexible, have been planned for Phase 1. EPQT studies and studies with postmenopausal women instead of healthy normal participants. Proof of concept and dose response will continue to occur in Phase 2, in conjunction with ADME and drug-drug interaction studies. Phase 3 will consist of testing for first-degree efficacy, although flexible bioavailability bioequivalents and renal hepatic studies have been planned for Phase 3 in the suggested structure. Testing for second-degree efficacy and PK special population studies have been planned for Phase 4. Section 5. Summary. Alta Sciences has vast expertise and integrated services to help sponsors determine the unique roadmap for their molecule and program parameters. Our proactive drug development platform transforms the traditional outsourcing paradigm by providing you with expertly designed, customized roadmaps that seamlessly bring you from lead candidate selection to clinical proof of concept and beyond. Proactive drug development accelerates decision-making by providing expert guidance and synchronized early-phase services, which can reduce timelines by up to 40%. The integrated solution drives success with a tailored program that coordinates bioanalytical services, preclinical safety evaluation, formulation development, clinic-ready manufacturing, on-demand clinical pharmacy, and clinical testing to proof of concept all within one organization. With drug development managed by a single CRO and CDMO partner, several segments of a program can be run in parallel. Proactive drug development provides comprehensive communication plans and expertly designed roadmaps to get you to clinical proof of concept faster. Our unique organizational structure and integrated processes reinforce our ability to anticipate specific program needs. A centralized scheduling system facilitates active timeline management and immediate responses. The synergistic relationship we develop with each client translates into a results-driven exchange of information that maximizes opportunities for success. That brings us to the end of Issue 25 of the Alta Scientist, Flexibility in Phase 1 Study Timing. We hope you enjoyed this audio recording. Join us again next time as we dive deeper into more critical processes in early phase drug development. You can also write to us at contact at altasciences.com or visit altasciences.com to learn more about what makes Alta Sciences a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Alta Sciences is an integrated drug development solution company offering pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies a proven, flexible approach to preclinical and clinical pharmacology studies, including formulation, manufacturing, and analytical services. For over 25 years, Alta Sciences has been partnering with sponsors to help support educated, faster, and more complete early drug development decisions. Alta Sciences integrated full-service solutions include preclinical safety testing, clinical pharmacology and proof of concept, bioanalysis, program management, medical writing, biostatistics, clinical monitoring, and data management, all customizable to specific sponsor requirements. Alta Sciences helps sponsors get better drugs to the people who need them faster. <laughs>